Welcome to the Women in My World podcast. I'm Sherry Rigby. Do you need some inspiration in your life to keep walking in faith as you step into your calling? The Women in My World's guests will impact you as they share their triumphs and their tragedies through the art of storytelling. We discuss the world today and how they are influencing it. The show is dedicated to women who put their faith into action by tackling critical real-life issues that will change and impact the world. I'm excited to share the mic with celebrities, authors, influencers, trailblazers, and world changers as they dig deep into how they overcome by leaning into Christ. Aidy Camp is a South African singer and songwriter. She was the lead singer of the Christian band The Benjamin Gate before launching her solo career. She is married to fellow musician Jeremy Camp, whom she met in 2002 and married in 2003. She has authored two books, Even Me, an illustrated children's book about her daughter's adventurous trip to Uganda, and In Unison, which she co-authored with her husband Jeremy about navigating their marriage and relationship. And she has her new book, As For Me, a seven-session study through the Book of Psalms, which will be releasing July 3rd. So far, she's traveled the 20 different countries and is motivated by a desire to see people encounter God's love all around the world. She has three beautiful children, and she is a homeschooling mama, which I cannot wait to talk about. And she and her family accompany Jeremy on tour. So welcome, welcome, Aidy Camp. How are you? Welcome to the Women in My World. Thank you so much. I'm so, 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 so excited to be with you this morning. <laughs> uh, I am really, I'm so excited to have you with us. And I know you're actually coming to us from the West Coast. Is it sunny out there today? Yes, it is perfect. <laughs> I hate to brag, but it pretty much always <laughs> is. <laughs> it's like sunny and fantastic. <laughs> you're talking to somebody who loved California and, and lived there for many years. So um, I'm just, I'm just trying to take it all in right now. So, well, yeah. welcome. And I'm really excited to start our conversation today. And I wanted to just kick off, we always talk about kind of the first thing in our conversations with women is we always talk about success. And mm. so I would love to ask you the question, how do you define success? Hmm. Wow, actually, that's kind of almost a difficult question to answer, I think, because well, the, the almost immediate implication is people always look at sort of like outward things, I think, mm -hmm. as, you know, a career being successful or, but yeah. I think for me, the way that I would really define success is my relationship with God, the quality of my relationship with God and the quality of my relationship with the people around me. I just think about that scripture that says you can gain the whole world and forfeit your soul. And I think, especially in the day that we live in right now, there's so many people that have in a sense done so many incredible things, but then you hear about these massive moral failings. And I just think the thing that is most, most, most important is that love relationship that we have with Jesus. So um, I don't know if that to some people might feel like that's not necessarily what success is, but I think to me that mm -hmm. would, that's just determines the quality of our actual real lifestyles and not necessarily just what people see, you know, yeah. about us or hear about us. 
I love that. I love that. I think, and I think that's something that people really need to think about in success because they do so often measure it against the world and not against what God calls us to. And so those are the failings that we see so often when we're measuring our success with others or what the world is offering us versus what scripture actually tells us what really truly looks like success. And that's walking with this relationship in Christ first and foremost, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, I just think it's that that love relationship with the Lord that needs to be key key to to our life, you know what I mean? Because it's like if we have these massive even ministries or careers and all of that stuff, it's stuff, but if we're disconnected from our our relationship with Jesus, then really what's the point, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I I love that. I and that leads me to just, you know, digging right in here to our conversation about, you know, the Lord, how did he you know, how did he bring you to where you're at today? Tell us a little bit about the journey. Do you remember the time that God was like, here, Adi, this is your calling. This is where I'm placing you. This is what I'm doing. What did that look like? And what's been some of the journey for you as to where you're at today? Um, Well, I was raised in a Christian home. And so it's so interesting because I don't think I have a memory of not having Jesus a part of my life. Um, I mean, I just remember him being so present, even as a little girl, I just being, you know, just, I loved worship. I loved Jesus. I loved him. I loved dancing. I loved singing at the top of my lungs. I really genuinely enjoyed Jesus. And um, so there were definitely, you know, moments where, where I prayed and invited him into my heart, but I almost feel like he really pursued me. There were very significant moments at different points in my life that I feel like God drew me into such a deeper place of really surrendering my heart and my will to him. Mm -hmm. Um, Once when I was a teenager and then again, I kind of had like a little bit of a stint away from, I just, to be honest with you, I was really jaded towards the church. I'd seen so much hypocrisy um, sadly and seen so many really awful representations of integrity that I, I didn't know what to do with it. And in my youth, I just kind of, I was always good with Jesus. Like I was like, I love Jesus, but I have no idea what to do with the church. These people in the church are crazy. But what (laughs) it did to me is because I became jaded and critical towards it, that cynicism corrupted my own heart as well. Mm -hmm. And so I think I just sort of ended up basically where everybody else was, you know, not living really the way that I should have compromising in so many different ways. Um, And it was so interesting. Sorry, I get like, I feel so emotional just even talking about those moments because they're so intimate where I feel like Jesus just like makes himself so present in our situations and circumstances where I just, the one night I remember the Lord just spoke to my heart so clearly and just said, this is not what I have for you, Mm -hmm. you know, because I just was kind of like, yeah, just super jaded and cynical and hard. And I just remember the tenderness and the kindness of the Lord just really reaching and touching my heart so deeply. And, um, I went into, I was living with a bunch of girls at the time and I went into one of my roommates and I just said, like, I know I need to get right with God. But mm. because I've walked with Jesus and known him my whole life, I knew that there was nothing worth sort of pretending. I, so I just was really brutally honest with him. I literally in my bedroom, I remember I closed the door and I got on my knees and I just, I was like, Jesus, I, I don't care about reading scripture. I don't, the church bugs me. I've, you know, I've been towards people. I just was really honest with where I was, but I know that God can do something with that. And so I literally just said, Lord, I know what you want from me in a sense. So give me that desire 
So if Mm -hmm. you want me to read scripture, if you want me to love scripture, then I need you to do something in my heart. And it was so beautiful because the the Lord really started to change my life and shift things in so many different ways. And really just, I feel like when we ask God for those things Mm -hmm. and we're just honest about where we really are with him and just say like, Lord, I, I don't have a heart for people. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I don't like these people, so help me out. <laughs> I just, you know, God was, he just met me in such a, a personal and tangible way. And um, anyway, so that was like in my early teen, teens. But with regards to all of those things, I always felt a calling on my life. I mean, I remember from really, really early on, I, I was raised in a little bit more of a Pentecostal church. Um, mm-hmm. And so a lot of the time it was like, you know, who's got a calling for full-time ministry? And I remember being a little kid being like, me, me. <laughs> I mean, they must have thought it was crazy. Like I'd go forward for prayer being this little nine, 10 year old kid just standing, you know, but um, it was just so interesting. I felt like the Lord had always laid something in my heart or birthed something in my heart that I knew I just, um, I just wanted more. I wanted something deeper. Yeah. You know. I love that. I love that. Well, and thank you just for being so transparent about your walk, because I do think that we in our culture need that today. Mm-hmm. We see people falling left and right. Yeah. We see, you know, things that are happening in our church culture. We see people struggling with what's real and what's true. And yeah. I think it goes so much deeper because of what they actually see day in and day out on social media. It makes it really breaks my heart because there's just this this culture that um, hypes up something that's absolutely unreal, unbiblical, untrue, yeah. and yet it makes it look like truth and power and so many beautiful things to the world that that they see something that we're just going, oh my gosh, this is the dying world. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's a lot of people in our in our churches that are really struggling with their faith, and why? Because Man, they see so many humans just having this the challenges that they do. Yeah. And you know, I I I I really I struggle with that as well, you know, and I realize too that man, um, I have to stop putting so much trust into human beings. Oh my gosh, totally. <laughs> and just get back into knowing that that's why our savior is who our savior is Absolutely. and what he did for us to die on the cross, because yeah. he's the only one that's perfect totally. in all ways. I know. And, you know, I mean, for me as well, I think because I experienced that, I really have compassion for people who are struggling um, and just disillusioned and all of that stuff, because, because as the church, we've really represented Jesus quite poorly to the, to the world around us, you know? Um, And so I, yeah, for me, I'm just, I just want to do the best I can to be compassionate, to be prayerful and mm. to make sure that I'm as much as I'm trying to, because it's so easy to point the finger outward of like everybody else is doing all these things wrong. And, but I just think of really asking the Lord of like, God, what can you shape in me today in my lifestyle? How am I living? And even going back to what you're asking in the beginning about success, like how am I defining my life and the quality of my life with the people in my immediate circle, you know? Mm, that's so good. I love that. I love that. Talk to us a little bit about, I mean, here you've been raised in this beautiful Christian home. You've also had a lot of your own struggles through it. You know, you're, you know, in this relationship with Christ, but it's always been this beautiful relationship between you and the Lord. Mm-hmm. He calls you to use your voice. And I know you've touched many of people's lives mm-hmm. through your messages, through your music. And talk to us a little bit about how you found yourself there and what that journey has been like for you. 
it's funny. I'm 42 years old and I feel like I'm still finding myself. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm still like figuring things out as I go along, you know. But um, I, I don't want to paint necessarily. I was raised in a Christian home, but it was it was pretty tumultuous. I experienced um, different kinds of abuses, and I don't really want to go into too much of that. But I feel like because of that, there was a closeness that I needed in the Holy Spirit, like with the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit for my own healing um, that just set, I feel like, my life on a different trajectory. Um, yeah. It's almost like when certain difficulties happen to you, you feel like the rest of the world carries on as normal, but you're just sort of on this outskirts trying to figure it out. Right. And so um, even though in those moments, I knew that there were things like different expressions. I love, love, love writing. I love music. I love anything mm. creative, really, um, in any expression. And I think because Jesus has been so real to me in the midst of my pain and hardship and difficulty, that any opportunity I could to almost just say like, Hey, Hey, I found something. I found him. (laughs) You know what I mean? But it's so funny because some of those things that I experienced, I also feel like just on this craziest learning curve that half the time I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing. (laughs) Is this how it works? I don't know. And then even, you know, it sounds funny, but being raised in a different culture, you know, it took me a long time to try to figure some things out. Um, And in a sense, often feeling like an outsider, feeling like I didn't fit in, like I didn't belong, which is probably every artist's (laughs) inner dialogue. Yes, I'm sure there's an internal struggle happening with all of us. (laughs) We think we're so individualistic, but it's really all the same thing of like, I don't know where I fit in. Right, right, um, right. But I think as well, yeah, it's just like learning to find Jesus in the midst of all of those things. And it's one of those things as well. I I don't want to ever, you know, admit, or, or, I mean, it, it say to people like, I, I've got it all together. I figured it out. But it's just like, mm-hmm. as I'm journeying towards Jesus, as close as I want to be towards him, I just kind of want to grab the hands of anybody that I can, anybody who's listening and just say, let's mm-hmm. do this together. Let's be honest about what we face. Let's be honest mm-hmm. about our, our struggles. And, and I just, it's, yeah, I feel like as I've, as I've gotten older, just again, like the closeness of walking in, in real relationships with people and being truly yeah. genuine. Yeah. about what we're facing. I read yeah. something yesterday that was so interesting because, um, you know, we, we hear the, the verse in scripture about talking, you know, dying to our flesh yeah. um, and dying to ourselves. But what are we really dying to if we're not really honest about right. what's going on? So it right. just becomes something that like we become so good as, as Christians of ex- expressing ourselves in these things, but they kind of stay a little distance away from what's going on inside of us. Yeah. And so for me, I, as I experience Jesus, as I'm, as I'm growing older and in my journey with him and with others, it's just like, what are those things that we can bring in really closely into our walks with the Lord to actually make them real and impactful in our lives? Yeah. You're listening to the Edify Podcast Network. We'll be right back. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. This is the Edify Podcast Network. Welcome back. 
you know, I was just walking through the space today in the studio and I was thinking the same thing. I was like, man, Lord, you know, um, there's just these moments that I, I, I don't know. Who am I? What am I doing? How am I doing this? I don't know. You know, what am I? And you're asking these questions and, and, you know, oh Lord, I should have been doing this or I should have been doing that. And it was like, you know, I've, I feel like maybe I'm failing in this and that it's just such a beautiful moment to be with the Lord and him go, no, really that's okay. Because when you actually, uh, actually confess to me what it is that you're going through, I already know your heart. I already know how much I love you and the depth of that relationship. And he goes, now I can actually come in and do something with you and what it is through your creative nature that that I've created in you in the first place to maybe express that to somebody else. Absolutely. And be like, hey, this is this is what I this is what I'm using right now. This is what I know, you know, to be my to be me walking in this moment and and going through my day in and day out relationship with Christ. I think for me being in entertainment, you know, I started in film and then went to now I work a lot of times behind the camera directing or developing. Mm. And there's so many things that the Lord has given me, but I see so often that everything that I create has to have something. It's got to be not a good idea, but a God idea. And it has to have something to do with how, and so often we start to see and I see as I'm going through it, how what I'm writing or crafting is actually not just something that's going to influence others, but is actually taking me through something yes. that I'm going in my oh own Oh my life. gosh, absolutely. And I'm assuming you've walked through that oh, same yeah. thing. I mean, even so, I just finished up writing this, a, a Bible study on the Psalms. Yeah. And in some ways, I, I mean, it, it was so for me. Like, I feel like mm. I need to do the study and keep doing it and keep doing it. Um, mm-hmm. As much as it's something that I'm sort of presenting for other people, but I mean, it is, it was exactly what I needed and need. I mean, yeah. I still, I'm like, you know, reading over the manuscript and just weeping because I'm just going, oh my gosh, this is for me. You know, I mean, right. it's just like my heart on the pages. Yeah. And one of those things that I loved and just found so much treasure in was, I think sometimes we feel like, especially as artists, when we present something and as Christians too, we want it to be theologically accurate and sound and we want it to represent Jesus well. And we want all of these things, but at the same time, as we're journeying, we, how do I even explain this? We sort of are where we are. Like for instance, my daughter just finished up. She's releasing um, an album soon. And the songs that she's writing and has written I mean, actually both of my girls write, but they're teenagers. Yeah. And so <laughs> the place that they're writing from is mm. from that perspective. And maybe us being a little further along in the journey may look at, ahead and maybe not feel some of those angsty feelings or some mm. of the, the, the heaviness that they might be going through, but that's exactly where they are. And mm. one of the things that I think I've just found so much freedom as I was studying the Psalms and then even as a creative, like, launching these projects is also learning to be okay with the place that we are with Jesus, knowing that in 10 years time, I'm probably going to have a different perspective on something. I might present my art a different way or have grown, you know, and matured. And I think just learning to also encourage each other and not be so critical because I feel like our society is just so like pointing fingers constantly Mm. and just like ripping each other to shreds. But we've not given much of the space for the journey as we're stepping towards Jesus and learning and maturing. And again, as artists, it's like in those moments, presenting the things of where we are accurately and circling Mm -hmm. all the way back to the Psalms. I mean, it was, 
David had no fear and the psalmist had no fear. Yeah. He was so honest and transparent with God with exactly where they were. And it was yeah. all about like, Jesus, I want to invite you into the space and, um, and just, you know, journey with him through those things as they're presenting their cries, as they're presenting their worship, as they're presenting their offerings to him and just being confident that mm-hmm. inviting him into those spaces and desiring him is actually enough, you know? Uh, so good. Now, this is as for me, and I love that title because I think about it immediately going to the Psalms and thinking about all the different things that God talks about through the Psalms and how mm-hmm. it's so beautifully written. I mean, there's moments of praise and crying out mm-hmm. and identity. Yes. And there's like, man, I mean, there is the war cries in it to the hum you know, the humility mm-hmm. and the passion that one has to have in order to go before the king, yes. you know. And man, there's so much good stuff. When the title came to you for this project, what did that look like for you? And what do you hope that everyone who picks this up is going to walk away with? It was so interesting. Sometimes when I feel like when the Lord really wants to speak to me, it's like quite repetitive. And so mm-hmm. I'll start to see a word, for instance, and then all of a sudden, like a week later, I see it again or it stands yeah. out to me. And so I just was in in my regular just reading through the Psalms and things like that um, in my scripture reading. And that little phrase kept on jumping out at me. And I don't think I'd ever noticed it before. And all of a sudden it just became so repetitive, like as for me, but as for me. And so the psalmists often are like, but as for me, I will always have hope. As for me, I will praise you more and more. And um, I just started to really think about it. And especially in our society today, there's so much to distract us, so much to distract us, so much to get us off course. And at yeah. the end of the day, I like when I look at how I want my relationship with Jesus to end and the relationship with my family to end and my husband and all of those things, it's I, I want to still be completely in love with Jesus. I don't want to like make it across the finish line like, geez, I'm so glad I got there. <laughs> like, just, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I want my heart and my love for Jesus to be intact. And so I'm one of those people that I'm like, okay, if that's the goal, how do I need to get there? So like, what do I need to do today to get there in the future, you know? And so, so one of those things for me was just as we learn to guard our heart, it's like, we need those resolves in our heart that no matter what's going on around us, that we have purposed in our heart. And it's mm-hmm. like, there's so many, there's that one scripture that says, I will set my, my face like flint, you know? And then you see these psalmists as well as they're navigating. I mean, the lament Psalms are actually the majority of the Psalms, which a lot of people don't even realize, but it's like, as they're journeying through these really difficult seasons, um, Mm -hmm. that they continue to purpose in their heart to seek the Lord and to come to him, honest, bold, um, with praise, with questions, with everything. And so it was just something that I thought if if I want to be able to influence culture in any way, I want to encourage people to have these resolves that no matter what's going on around Mm. going on around us that it's just one of those things that it's like but as for me this is what I just choose this is what I purpose in my heart wow that is so good I love that because that immediately hits me to go really that's the way we have to go through looking at our relationship with Christ how is it 
as for me, what am I walking away with? How am I actually going vertical with the Lord so that when I do encounter people or culture, I can go horizontally and share that. But it's got to, it's got to start here. I've got to go through the mess. I've got to go through the, as for me, God, what can I do to humble myself? What can I do? And I love that perspective. And boy, that is such a message for our culture today. And you know that with three children, you're a homeschooling mom, you're, you know, ministry driven, obviously you want to change the culture. Your daughters are writing music and doing these things. How do you feel like, uh, not only as for me will also influence the culture, but how are you doing that through the homeschooling process with your children, hoping and praying that as you pour into this generation, it's going to outpour into the next generation? Absolutely. I mean, my, it's, the the study I wrote is obviously for for women, and so the the I guess automatic assumption is that it's women that are sort of my age or younger around this age. But really, in my heart, I'm thinking about the younger generation constantly. Yeah. I mean, I have such a heart, and it's probably because I've got two teenage daughters, and then my son's almost there as well. You know, but um, I also think as well there's so much negativity spoken about this next generation, and so much negativity and fear, and mm-hmm. I just just think as believers, if we really trust that our relationship with God is the most important thing and and he is actually everything to us, we should have such a different starting position than everybody else. So when the world is is crazy and everyone's losing their mind, there should be such a solid concrete peace and hope within us if we really believe what we believe is true. And so as as we're, I don't know, in our family culture, we, we talk a lot together. We really have a lot, a lot of honest and, and raw conversations. Um, and, and just as, you know, I'm obviously writing these things, I'm terrified of being somebody who probably because I've been so deeply mocked and wounded by people that I saw sort of saying one thing and living another. So I'm always like, okay, bring it back home. Like, how are we doing this in our own life together? And it's mm-hmm. often really messy, (laughs) (laughs) but even in that of just owning the messiness and we've created space and culture with our kids for them to speak into our Mm -hmm. lives, for us to speak into each other's lives and just realize, you know, we really are brothers and sisters in the Lord, even though I'm my children's mom, but -hmm. they're my brothers and sisters in Christ. And so to invite Jesus to be really real to us and the Holy Spirit to be shaping us on, on an everyday basis, hopefully, you know, and as we homeschool together, as we read together, as we travel around together, as we do all of these little things of just really enjoying each other and just trying to be real with each other. I I love that. I have, um, I'm a boy mom. And I think one of the greatest things that I've walked away with is that, that level of transparency with them is being yeah. able to go, you know, there's a lot of things that you actually bring to me that I don't, I don't even know what to do with. And quite frankly, I don't like, and I, you know, but, and you know what you're going through as a parent and all of these things that it's, you know, hitting your, your mind, soul and body, like, whoa, I don't really, but at least there's this open conversation and they're sharpening me and I, hopefully I'm sharpening them as well. You know, and in this culture, we really have to be doing that with our kids because they have had a lot of spoken. It's like, you know, speak life over them, not death. Mm-hmm. And what we've actually done as a culture, we've actually spoken death over them that, Absolutely. you know, between what they've gone through over the last few years with COVID and everything else. And, you know, they, they need to know that there is hope 
no matter the circumstances, that there is joy no matter the situation. And we do that through how we come together as a family and actually pour life over them. Absolutely. I just, I love that. How in the ministry, because you've got several books, how do you feel like this one, how do you feel like it's different? And is God continuing to, you know, shape you and mold you as now an author? I mean, I've listened to you. I love the depth of your music. It's spoken to my soul for years and I can't wait to, to get the study and start doing it. But how do you, are you going into another book? You know, do you believe this is the trajectory that God has you on or is it for this, for such a time as this? What does that look like for you in your life right now? Yeah, I, I definitely feel like I've, I've grown so much as an author. Um, mm-hmm. This is really the first project that I've done completely by myself, wow. written completely by myself. So I'd written the children's book, which is such a fun, different project. And then in unison, Jeremy and my marriage book, we wrote, I did most of the writing, but he was there with me. And we also had another writer with us. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it was such a new world to me that I was like, okay, help. I need all the help that I can get, you know? And with this one, it was kind of being thrown into the deep end. I definitely had some like 911 calls to some of my very dearest <laughs> friends who have like Bible study authors. And I'm like, oh my gosh, help. You know, I'm like sitting yeah. at the kitchen counter, like bawling. Yes. <laughs> I don't think I can do this. This is the hardest thing. I'm like thinking about calling Lifeway and being like, I changed my mind. <laughs> this is too hard. Um, in some ways, half the time I was thinking, what in the world? Why did I decide to? tackle the whole book of Psalms. Usually some people very wisely pick one and take it through seven (laughs) weeks. I don't know what I was thinking. It was the direction I felt like the Lord was leading me in. Um, Mm. And of course, as for me, as I was studying the book of Psalms, it was such a massive amount of studying because even though there's Mm. so much that won't go into the study itself, but because of church history and the expansive years that the Psalms are being written over, I had to do a lot of studying Um, so it was incredibly overwhelming. It definitely stretched me to my max many, many times, but it was so funny. I do have another writing opportunity that's coming up. I haven't even started though. So it it (laughs) takes a few years as I'm sure you probably know, but like, so there is another opportunity and it was so funny because I called my mom and I was like, you know, so-and-so want me to write for them again. And she said, I thought you hated it. (laughs) And I was like, well, I kind of did, but I was like, it's sort of like, being pregnant and delivering a baby <laughs> you know I was yeah. like oh my gosh labor and delivery like the hardest things you think you might die all of right. that fun stuff and then all of a sudden your baby's in your arms and you're like oh my gosh I love this I want three more kids I'm gonna do this again so it's a little bit like that and um, I do feel like I still I really admire well-written things I admire people who are, are poets and deeply descriptive and I love good writing So I feel like um, I'm definitely on a journey. I don't feel like I'm there yet, but I'm really, really happy. So happy with, with what came out of the Psalms. It is so my heart's cry. And it was so beautiful because I had a really great friend who's an amazing Bible study writer. And she just said, this will become the message of your life. Like your, especially your first Bible study, it'll be what people, and it was so cool because I think as I thought through that, especially coming from like being a musician just, I connect with God through music. I connect with him through writing and prayer. That's sort of my love language in a, in a way. You know what I mean? My, right. my heart right. language with God is music. And so um, for the Psalms to be 
something for me that I can bring people closer to Jesus with. Like I couldn't imagine anything for me personally more beautiful than that. Like I'm just like, wow, so blown away. So grateful that God would give me that opportunity. Um, and I, again, like I said earlier on, I feel like it's for me, it's what I've needed. We've mm-hmm. gone through just an incredible difficult season as a family relating to some things outside of our family. And so I needed that lament. I needed the, yeah. the Jesus in my dark times. I, I needed to grieve. And then I needed to mm-hmm. see the shift of as I'm surrendering everything to the Lord, like he's ministering to me and healing me. And it's like that beautiful exchange of giving my grief and my sorrow to him. And he's filling me with hope and mm-hmm. his nearness and his presence in those places. So I just I feel it. like it's been for me, it's been healing for my soul. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm just so, so, so grateful for the opportunity to be able to, to give something I hope really practical to others to say, here's a way that you can step closer to Jesus. Here's a way that you can connect with him deeper. Wow. Wow. And I love that you said about being a message, like your message, mm-hmm. you know, or this is your, you know, a message to you in ministry. I feel like when I put, put, when I've sat down the messages that the Lord has given me, it's always come back to being like, actually, this is what he's been doing in my life all along. Totally. And you're like, wait a minute, you know, I didn't even see it for that clearly, but now that it's here and now that I've even stepped away from, you know, a book after another year of, cause same thing, you're like, I don't want to do this when I work on a movie. I'm like, I'm done. I never want to do this again. I'm in the <laughs> and then you go, Oh, I forgot. I'm already in my next project. You know, that kind yeah. of a thing. But I really, realize that through authorship, Mm. through real like authorship, like when you're sitting down and you're digesting it and you're doing it with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's kind, you're crying out and he's like, let me just fill you. This is your message. But it's not, it's a message that will continue to resonate. It's that ripple effect. It's that, you know, that, that will constantly be woven together through you and your ministry all the way along. It will go back even the next book that you write or the next thing that you do, you'll go back to that and be like, oh, there's another piece of that that's come through this. Yes, absolutely. So I'm so excited for you. Tell everybody as we're wrapping up, tell them where they, when, once again, when the the study's coming out, where they can find it and how they can support you. Um, It sounds like every woman needs to be in this and digesting this. And I just love it. So tell them how they can, how they can find you and the study. Yeah. Okay. The study's coming out July 3rd and um, it's being released through Lifeway. So you can look, uh, go to lifeway.com. But also if you follow me on social media, mainly Instagram, it's ADCAMP, A-D-I-E-C-A-M-P. And I'll be posting a bunch of stuff on there and you can just follow the launch. But I'm so excited. And again, it's just one of those things that it's, I mean, just to be able to encourage anyone just to step closer and to be more bold in their pursuit of Jesus is just, there's nothing worth, you know, anything else than that for me. So. I love that. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. And I know you have inspired the women who are watching and listening. And I just am so thankful for you and your voice. And I just, we're going to be praying over you and believing that God has many, many, many more things for you to share with the world. Thank you. And I'm so thankful for you too. And even just the, your whole ministry, just the woman in my world, I just love it. And how you're such a champion of women around you and just highlighting others. It really is so, it's beautiful and I love it. So thank you so much for having me on. 
Thank you. Thank you. Well, ladies, what an incredible episode today. We are just praying that you've been inspired, impacted, and encouraged to continue dreaming your dream that God has given you. And so we just want to thank everyone who's been sponsoring this show. We want to thank Edify for their constant support. Make sure that you download at Edify, Spotify, and Apple and share it with a friend. Uh, We want to know that God is inspiring you as you walk through your day-to-day life. Lean into Him and know that He has a purpose and a plan for your life. Thank you for being part of the Women in My World. 